All right, Jonathan, welcome back to another one. Rory, how's things? Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, very well. Um, bit of a strange day in the markets today. Yeah, a bit of a quiet one I'm in so far. Um, you know, we I think we knew coming in from the weekend, not much data coming out today. Definitely, if you were going to take a day off this week, I think today was the day. It was, but surprisingly, we got some, you know, hot streak in the dollar. Yeah, it did. We got some hot streaks there. I mean, you know, we put onto the app. Obviously, gold hit the sort of price targets that I was looking at. Dollar sort of moved up a wee bit as well. Seeing those moves lower in Euro USD, USD cat as well moving up a bit higher. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I done a quick uh, video in the app earlier on today. Um, you know, we were seeing kind of dollar run out of steam a small bit. You know, with not much fundamentally pushing it. Um, more obviously bias. Um, and like I said, we can we can it was approaching all these levels. You know, euro dollar, pound dollar, dollar yen levels, even gold has kind of touched upon as well, and even Aussie dollar as well. So we could see kind of we can see the dollar kind of you know running out of steam a small bit, going into oversold conditions, the Dixie, and then we can we can see then crossing that against the other pairs, then these key levels that was come up coming up again. So we can kind of see it was you know we were going to kind of run out of steam pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, looking at the Dixie there as well, the one hundred three fifty, kind of that two hundred day moving average as well. But you know, we know in the past that one hundred three fifty provided a good bit of resistance. So, you know, exactly. A bit of a run up there the day probably wasn't uh, probably a lot to do with liquidity. You know, I was selling them up there, price ran up quick, grabbed all the orders, and are probably making its way back down. But still, think if things continue the way they're going, I still think could see a bit of a stronger dollar, perhaps maybe targeting one hundred four maybe into September. Yeah, I mean, look, fears, fears about kind of Fed, you know, that could potentially further, you know, rate hike. I mean, like that's that's really where the, where the fears lie at the moment, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fears around there as well that you know if we do see that potential further rise from the Fed, but I think at the minute, you know, we're still around ninety percent priced in that we're not going to see any sort of action from the Fed. We've kind of reached terminal rates now, but I mean, you know, by the time the Fed comes, what's when is the Fed? Do you think it's twenty September to. 20, 21st, yeah. I think, is it? Yeah. Something. No, it's about the third week anyway. Yeah. So we still have another CPI print to go. We've still another PCE print as well to go before that. So a bit of data as well to come out that could potentially change that. I mean, if um, you know CPI is now at 3.2, if it moved up to 3.5, let's say, for example, then yes, we could maybe start to see the Fed um, reiterate that they're not afraid to move rates. But if we've seen CPI move a lot lower and back below 3%, then I think it will definitely cancel expectations of a further rate hike you know yeah. the narrative we have part of the year was that you know, there's going to be cuts this time at around this stage whereas i think now the narrative's kind of washed out and the fed cuts aren't there anymore it's just going to be the routine rates there so i think it's a question of how long rates are going to remain here not how high they're going to go yeah yeah agreed agreed you know um we've got a pretty busy week ahead of us as well right yeah, I mean, some data coming out uh, tomorrow, you know, with Japanese GDP. Well, this has been recorded on the Monday, so Tuesday we've got GDP uh, from Japan coming out in the early hours. Um, German economic sentiment coming out as well. Canadian inflation, US retail sales, RBA minutes. Then in the Wednesday, uh, building the permits and FOMC minutes. And then in the morning, we also have UK inflation. And then that kind of finishes off really for the week, you know, Friday inflation rate in Japan. Probably not really going to do too much. Might do a bit for USD yen. Uh, pounds in and then UK retail sales at 7 a.m. But again, probably won't do too much there. So Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, going to be the big day of the week. Um, probably see a lot of volume into those two days. And then uh, it's quiet and off a bit as well, especially given the earnings season now officially over come Friday. Yeah. You don't think there'll be much movement around unemployment claims? 
Um, I, I don't think so. Not the, especially not in the in the UK. Um, unemployment claims on Thursday. I mean, it's kind of your typical thing, you know. Um, we obviously know that US unemployment sort of at those fifty year lows now near that three point five percent. I don't. I think it would take a huge, huge surprise for it to to move anything. If I'm honest with you, so. Sure. Okay, cool. Well, let's have a quick look at the markets then. Um, let's start with gold. You you had a good day on gold today. You finally got out of that trade. Yeah, I mean that's something you know that we've been eyeing up now. What was nearly two weeks on Wednesday or something? Uh, that's yeah. been eyeing up. So that's just a bit of a short position. I mean, we've seen that sort of price breakthrough. We talked about it many times in the podcast, in the app, whatever it was. You know, price broke below that uh, nineteen forty level, came back up, retested it, and that's just simply where we get in. You know, it wasn't too fussy, Jonathan, on the entry. It wasn't too fussy, really, about the stop loss. Just getting involved there was the key. Getting involved at 1940, short down to 1900. That's as simple as it was. Not overcomplicating anything. Uh, came down this morning, obviously, to 1900, just really around where that 200-day moving average was. Take the profit and move on. It was yeah. pretty much as simple as that. You know, yeah. a lot of that a lot of that was just driven off the back of dollar strength. Yeah, look. As soon as we saw that that level, uh, that level of support there, I mean, I just don't feel there's any there's any you know upside to holding that trade any further. I mean, like for me, it's get take your profit now. Let's see what happens next. You're not going away. I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how you trade personally, uh, or how you actually exit trades, and you know your decisions behind that, other than you know, potentially risk rewards or other obviously moving factors. But again, for me, I mean, the time to get out was now. Let's see what happens now, especially with it. You know, some more volatility coming out, some data coming out. Let's 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 see the next move. Yeah, I think definitely now is the time to get out of the trade. I mean, if we, um, you know, we know that that nineteen hundred levels certainly a strong support. So until we see, yeah. and you know, you've got two hundred moving day moving average there as well. So unless yeah. we see a break below that nineteen hundred bit of dollar strength and maybe a slight change in the macro headwinds, you know, maybe pushing even further uh, dollar strength, then yeah, you could then start to initiate further short positions in that. You know, sort of down to that eighteen fifty or even eighteen hundred, but until we see that breakthrough, I don't think there's anything worth taking at the moment. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Um, stocks taking a bit of a walloping. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's about time. You know, we said in the last podcast, um, maybe the last two podcasts, I've always been sort of banging on about it how earnings have just been complete are constantly being revised down, beating earnings expectations. Then we're moving higher, stocks are moving higher. But I think now people are starting to catch on a bit. We're starting to see markets move that bit lower. And there's just that risk off tones now starting to hit markets, I think, um, really after Agreed. that. You Agreed. know, it's another another strong earning season, and I think it's just time for a bit of profit taking. Um I'm getting sick of my own words nearly, Jonathan Coleman. You know, that this is this should be the top, this is the top. But I think now people are getting fed up in their own profits and nearly now starting to just take profits. You know, yeah. there's only so there's only so far you can really run with them now it looks looks to be the time uh, they're starting to take the profit, especially going into the back end of summer. Agreed. Uh, look, I'm certainly revising my my uh, portfolio at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I just it's 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 time to 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 kind of reel back and 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 change perspective a small bit and let's see where let's see where the moves are from here. Like but you know, I look the, the there's there's again there's so much at the moment. I I feel like the next big move, you know, is gonna see that you know, we can actually see some, you know, future, you know, direction. I just, I don't think we're going to see choppiness. I think we're going to see this choppiness now. And then I think we're going to get that next move is going to be kind of a continuation, whether that's the up or downside, personally. Exactly. I think, I think there's a lot on the horizon, though, coming, 
You know, I mean, we're starting to see things coming out of China. We're obviously starting to see, you know, inflation in China turn to deflation first time from what, 2009, I think it was, excluding, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. consumer confidence there is dropping credit lines as well. Mm-hmm. Isn't really great. Outlook in China is just not amazing at the minute. Obviously, you know, there's a huge producer for the US. A lot of word on the street is going to start to create another supply chain issue, you know, coming into the US. That's going to be another issue we're going to have to tackle. So who knows exactly what way things are going to end up, you know, mortgage rates in the US as well, approaching well over 7%, eyeing up nearly 8%, you know. It's hard to know whether things are a new normal or whether things are getting out of control. And I think that's that's definitely going to be who the winners are. People who can tell the difference between if things are getting out of control or if it's going to be a new normal. They're sure. definitely going to be here. You mm-hmm. know, fortunately, I have no crystal Force, ball here to foresight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, no crystal ball to tell me what the answer is. But I yeah, think, sure. Genuinely think it's a bit of both. But it sounded too cliche. Sure, and looking at some indices, then I suppose off the back of that, uh, you know, under pressure as well, obviously both European and US. Yeah, I mean, European indices started off under pressure this morning, recovered a bit. We're under pressure again, heavy. Now they're sort of, you know, up slightly on the day. Uh, this is mm-hmm. on Monday. But again, just taking one, for example, looking at DAX, you know, DAX that's sort of hovering around that sort of, you know, 15,700 to 1519 or 15,900 area. 15, yeah. And even that 15,600 area is a very, very strong support. So anything in around there, really, I think it's just a bit of no man's land on DAX. Just seeing a lot of intraday noise there, a lot of buying and selling under that 50-day moving average. And that's probably what we're going to see now for quite some time until we see a break strongly above that sort of 16,100 level or something below that 15,600. You know, that kind of 500-point range on that until we see a break out of it. This is what I said this morning in our call. Unless we see a break out of that zone, there's not really any direction here to be given away from from the DAX. And, you know, a similar story kind of goes there for the Euro stocks as well. It's kind of confined within a range there too. So until we see a break out maybe below 4,300, or kind of above that 4,400 level, again, we're not really going to see too much um, going on there as well. FTSE, on the other hand, it means uh, declining a bit more than the two of them, still on that strong downtrend, but heading towards that 7,400 level. And again, if we see support coming in at that 7,400 level, which you would expect, then yes, we could see a bounce, but any break lower than that could quickly see um, move down to that 7,300, 7,200 level. Yeah, that's back down to... Somewhere around mid-July levels, yeah? Yeah, pretty, pretty much just what we're seeing mid, mid-July. seen it all the way down to around 72.30. So could see it moving down as far as that again in the next few weeks. But let's see what's on the horizon, especially with the um, inflationary data coming out in the UK on Wednesday here. You know, consensus previous was 7.9, consensus to be 6.8. You know, so a bit of a drop there really in it, 110 basis points. So let's see if it comes out. If it comes out a lot hotter than expected, we could expect. The Bank of England then to potentially push rates yet again higher. If they're pushing rates again higher, then expect to see that slow down on Thursday. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, let's have a quick look then. We want some oil. Okay, so this is interesting at the moment. Obviously, it's kind of a starting to become more of a hot topic. Um, what's your what's your kind of I suppose short term view to start with? Yeah, I mean, commodities are always in. Commodities are either on or off. You know, people are always either talking about them and nobody cares about them. Yeah, that's the funny thing about them. I think short-term view is kind of matched with a long-term view. I think we're just going to continue to move uh, really that bit higher. I think um, we're going to get another retest of sort of that $84 a barrel, WTI, mm-hmm. and then, you know, potentially head back up to around that $90 a barrel, even 
starting to target up to around 100. You know, and it's funny because whenever oil was down around that $67 a barrel, reading reports, you know, from the banks such as City, Goldman, JP, you know, they were all saying that oil could uh, be up by $100 a barrel by the end of September, October time. And, you know, looking at it at the moment, they're not far wrong. It looks like it could head there. Obviously, big news to keep an eye out for is uh, any more voluntary cuts kind of coming from OPEC, Saudi, Russia, things like that. Yeah, that's definitely what we're going to be uh, keeping an eye out for as well. It's also looking on on the demand side as well. If we start to see, um, you know, maybe Chinese exports are starting to slow, Chinese imports to manufacturing data from China start to slow down. Definitely going to put oil under pressure and continue to move it up because, um, you know, my opinion is that OPEC and uh, the regions as well, they have no interest in uh, adding any more supply, at least for another year or two. So don't think that if we see a slowdown in consumption that we're going to then see an increase in supply. I certainly don't think that would be the case. Was it 70% of the growth in demand is still coming from China, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, China's the biggest importer of oil in the world. You know, they're important. What is it? I think it's maybe like 20 million barrels a day or something like that. So 10 million barrels a day, something humongous. You know, they, they're a huge mm-hmm. importer. So if China starts to slow down, then basically the whole oil industry starts to slow down. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, agreed. And then obviously that has the effects for USD CAD, USD Norwegian Chrome, pairs like that. Stephanie will be things as well. Sure. Just to remind the listeners, I mean, you know, in terms of the correlation, maybe you could just kind of go over that again. Yeah, I mean, so whenever you're looking at something like USD CAD or USD, which you okay, you know, obviously Canada and Norway, largest uh, export of those countries are really sort of oil products and oil itself. So obviously the FX power has a huge correlation price of with the price of oil. So for example, you know, if you want Canadian dollar to do well, well, how does it do well? Well, we need people to be in demand for CAD. And people are going to be in demand for CAD if they're in demand for oil. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's pretty much the correlation that we see there. So that's why we've started seeing a strong Norwegian crown, a strong Canadian dollar as of late. Um, it hasn't rallied as you know as much as you'd think it would, or, or should I say it shouldn't, hasn't fell as much as you'd think it would, um, simply because we're seeing a stronger dollar on the back of that as well. But it certainly is battling out, you know, given it's fair fault and that. So... Um, I think we have touched on it in the app a few times about correlations with commodities and FX pairs, but definitely um, get onto the app and drop a comment there as well. And that's definitely something we can cover as well and look more in depth because you, you can do a whole class in this, Jonathan, teaching about correlations. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Things. Definitely something yeah. worthwhile asking. Sure. So as one more, while we're on the topic of FX pairs, let's have a quick look through them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, FX pairs today, you know, looking at my list here, Everything apart from USD, um, South African Rand, and maybe sort of pound euro, uh, Norwegian Kroon there will accept that. Pretty much everything hasn't moved. You know, I'm looking at sort of cable there's flat for the day. Euro USD is only down, you know, one tenth of a percent. Things are just a wee bit flat. We did see a bigger move though with the dollar um spike there just about what was it, an hour or two ago. Dollar kind of spiked in the US open, Euro USD ran all the way down, quite close actually to uh take profit levels there. But I think that tail will be filled. So I think that's something we can just wait and see. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I think when we saw that move again with not a whole lot backing the move, it was always gonna it was always gonna be a you know, you're always gonna see some kind of a pullback on these levels. And again, when you're seeing the crosses there, uh when you're looking at pound dollar, euro dollar, again, Aussie dollar and so on, we're looking at you know 
looking at these pairs, they're coming up against some major support and resistance levels, or, uh, or mainly support levels. So really, there wasn't a whole whole much, you know, there wasn't much going to be pushing them past them support levels. You're looking at again, Aussie dollar, kind of a bottom, you know, double bottom there, uh, in around that, you know, point sixty five level or sixty four fifty level. Yeah. Um, again, you know, th these major levels uh, we're seeing in some of these FX pairs need more than that to drive past these support zones. Yeah, you know? exactly. And when we've no economic data as well coming out today, it's certainly not something you know you can really expect. NFP is not out, nothing like that. I mean, yes, we have some data coming out this week, but it's not market. It's not major market moving. You know, I always say that the data we're seeing this week, Jonathan, like inflation, uh, GDP inflation, building permits. FOMC, those types of stuff move equities, but the move FX, we usually need the sort of big boys out. And that's the NFP, CPI reports, things like that. That's yeah. usually what we need for them. Agreed. I mean, I, I took a couple of small trades off, you know, small snippet trades, buy trades today. Uh, yeah. And it was just to kind of keep myself busy within the markets. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, very short term, taking a small bit of profit out and moving on, you know, again, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what the rest of the week holds in terms of the data that's coming out. Um, I've again, I've mapped out dollar, you know, quite some time now. You know, uh, looking at Dixie, I mean, I've 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 marked out these levels going back from the 21st of July, um, mm -hmm. and looking looking at that rally continue to to push towards that 104 level. I still think it's there. You know, yeah. um, definitely. And I mean, you know, we're sharing this every day in the app, sharing our thoughts. So Definitely, if you haven't gotten involved there, make sure you get in. Absolutely. I mean, it's look at the end of the day, it's it's the, the beauty of trading and how you become a good trader is by building a bias. When that bias comes from your own knowledge, your own information, um, your own back testing and analyzing, and then also from some sources, get some good sources you can see some consistency from. It helps build your bias. Once you have that bias and that strong bias. And then it's about kind of looking at timing entries and exits and so on. But, um, you know, by all means, jump into that. We'd love to see you come in and actually ask us questions, test our knowledge, test, you know, pick our brains, help you build your bias. That's what we're there for, you know? Yeah, exactly. And one of the major things as well, trading technology, which we're just about to do another podcast on. So that'll be out probably very soon as well after this. Yeah, so, that's, what, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, trading technology. Yep, trade technology. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a good one. I look forward to that. No worries. Um, cool. Right, okay, it's, it's, that's that's pretty much everything. Cheers, Rory. Thanks for the taking this on, buddy. No problem. Cheers. Thanks. Take care, mate. Bye now. Good.